From the darkest reaches of space to the deepest corners of your mind. Your mind. Welcome to From the Void. Welcome back to From the Void and part two of my two-part interview with psychic medium Alex Chavez. If you have not yet heard part one, pause this episode, go back, listen to part one, and then come back and listen to this second part. If you've already heard part one, then you're in the right place. And so without further ado, I give you part two of my interview with psychic medium Alex Chavez, psychics, mediums, and the other side on From the Void. Yeah, and that kind of taps into one of the questions I've always had is, um, and, and I know a lot of other folks have, have kind of wondered the same thing, and and that is, you know, when when you cross over, um, my worry has always been, well, well, I, you know, still have my own sense of humor and my own sense of self and mm -hmm. personality, or or do I lose that? Because that kind of stinks. Because that's partly what makes me <laughs> me. I think I'm hilarious. Oh my God. I want to continue to be yeah. hilarious in the afterlife. You know, like how does that work? <laughs> <laughs> And you totally will be hilarious in the afterlife. I tell Perfect. you, my favorite readings are like the spirit people that come through and they just make me laugh the whole entire time because they can be so silly and goofy and you absolutely do keep your, um, your personality because honestly, like our body, something that people say that really like bothers me is like, oh, we're just in a meat suit. And that aggravates me because, first of all, I don't like the word meat suit. I think it sounds disgusting. <laughs> kind of gross, yeah. And the second thing, the second thing is that you strip away so much wisdom and beauty of the human experience when you can just toss out the human body like it's nothing. Mm. The human body is literally the expression of your spirit, your soul. And it is in perfect alignment with that, which carries our personality. This body is the only reason that we can speak our truth. It's the only reason that we can feel love, that we can feel I mean, fucking everything, happiness, joy, heartbreak, so that we can gain wisdom on how to grow and be better humans. Like this body carries all of our gifts and talents and abilities. And it's rich with so much, um, I mean, with so much magic. And so this is not just a meat suit. And actually, people think that the soul is inside of the body. And what I've become aware of is that the soul is intertwined with the body it's like when you touch your skin, you're also touching your soul. It's just a manifested, denser, uh, tangible experience of the soul body. And so, yeah, I just, um, you know, you're the personality that we have, the memories that we carry, it is intertwined with our spirit makeup, our, our energetic makeup. And that is something that we take with us to the other side, things that are in alignment with the soul, which is laughter. That's that funny personality traits, right? It's like laughter and goofiness and being able to be at peace and to smile and to love and to forgive, like everything that is in alignment with the soul, we take that with us. And so we we leave behind parts of the, the human experience that is connected to the denser body, which is like hatred and jealousy and lack and 
you know, hardship and all trauma, all of these things we don't take with us to the spirit side because literally it's, it's not compatible because that those are dense emotions that are only possible because we have this body and it's possible because that's how we learn. Nobody ever learns through just having the best day ever. Like there's no responsibility with happiness. There is responsibility. However, with sadness, with grief, there is something to learn. There's a duty behind that that requires presence. It requires patience. It requires surrender. And it requires you to fucking live, to be in the human experience. And so this is the importance of the physical body and those shitty emotions that we love to ignore and push to the side. That is how you grow. It's how you grow. And there is a beauty with grieving, with death even. I think that as a society, we don't know how to honor death. We don't know how to honor ending. Mm. Even like we see this with relationships, with marriages that end, there's so much demonizing of things coming to its end and it's natural. It's natural. And there's a sacredness to it. Even when we lose our loved ones, there is a sacredness there that we must honor. And I don't think that we know how. And it first comes with being able to love your body and to be able to be grateful that you are even in this vehicle to experience all the things that you've learned. That's beautiful. I hope that made sense. Well put. You should write this. You should write this in the form of a book. This would be really good. I love this. If I could remember what you said, <laughs> I definitely will. Well, the good thing is I'm recording it, so uh, we've oh, we've yeah. got it. We've got it. We've got it recorded. Um, no, it's so funny. Uh, I think I told you I was I was recording for my other podcast yesterday, and and literally talking to somebody who's a. Um, uh, expert on, uh, you know, like a therapist who, um, wrote an amazing book on grief and grieving and says exactly the same thing that, you know, I, I think she says that, um, uh, grief is just evidence, uh, uh that, that, uh, you loved fully or I'm butchering the quote, but it's something to yeah. that extent that it's evidence of having loved. And I'm like, God, that's good. I love that. Yeah. And you know, what's crazy that you say that actually yesterday, when I was doing my makeup, I always get the, the most like intense downloads and messages from my spirit team when I'm like doing something totally normal, like washing the dishes or taking a shower or like doing my makeup. I'll always just like get this like download that my spirit guides want me to hear something. And I'm just like very randomly, I was doing my makeup and spirit said to me, grief is a reminder that we are eternal. Ooh. And I, I was just like, wow, that's beautiful. Um, because it's true. And I don't know, it's just crazy. Like, I think it's so simple that our brain is about to complicate the shit out of what I'm about to say, because it's so simple. (laughs) But like, if someone passes away, Mm -hmm. and we can still love them, and we can still feel that and it's actually painful to the body, that the body grieves, that should prove that they still exist. That should prove that they are literally eternal because the love never, ever died. If they just died and they went nowhere and that was the complete end of it, wouldn't that cut off the supply of, of love? Think about it. Like it, it might, right? It has to cut off the supply of something, but people grieve for their whole entire life. It never goes away. Yeah. And so that's just like my brain, right? Like I actually have never grieved. So thank God. I'm sure I will someday, but I haven't lost anybody like I still have both my grandparents. I have my mom and my dad, all my siblings. Like I have never had to grieve before. And I'm very scared for that day because even when I am with my clients who've like lost their like three-year-old daughter or like Mm. 
baby, it just like absolutely shatters me. And I will cry for like three hours straight after those readings because I just could never imagine what those people are experiencing in the body that feel that probably feels like it's a, it's a tangible experience, not it's beyond emotion. Yeah. Grief is probably, and I don't know, I'm just trying to explain. Have you ever grieved before? Oh yeah. Um, I lost someone very, very close to me, uh, very suddenly at the end of 2022. And, um, yeah, I, I hadn't, I hadn't gone through that in a long time. I lost, um, I think it was my junior year of high school. I lost three out of my four grandparents just like in quick succession. Oh my God. And, and, uh, that was the first experience with grief, but also there's like a little bit of, um, I, I guess it's not as close to home because it's a grandparent. So it's another generation removed and we weren't, we didn't live particularly close to them. So I didn't have, un, unfortunately it stinks, but I didn't, uh, have the benefit of as close of a relationship to them as like maybe my cousins did. So it was a little, right. I think easier to process as a result, but, um, uh, the, the person I lost last year, was very, very close to home. And, um, that was just a level of grief that I've never experienced before. And, um, mm. I remember my brother saying, you know, it, it feels a bit like there's this void in me that will never be filled because that person can't be replaced, you know? Right. And even though we believe, uh, strongly that, you know, Hey, this person, uh, their soul still exists somewhere else. And that we hope to see them again, somewhere down the road, you know, it's still, it's still on, you're taking that on faith and, 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 and hoping, but suddenly you have this very vested interest in that being true, you know? And, um, I think just the absence, the, the, the absence of that person and the ability to communicate with them directly, you know, in conventional means, it just, it's just this giant absence, you know? And it's, uh, yeah, yeah. it's really, really hard. And, um, you know, and then you add into that, uh, you know, grandkids and stuff like that. So I have a nine-year-old daughter, and um, she had never experienced grief before. And so it was interesting because, you know, she's trying to process it in her nine-year-old brain. Oh, my God. And she kind of put it in, in, you know, it's funny. Kids kids are so wise and they don't even know it. They just spit out yes. wisdom, you know. And she says, sometimes, like, I'm okay, but I feel like I should be sad. And then sometimes I'm really sad. And I'm like, yeah, sweetie, that's grief. That is grief. Sometimes you're okay. And sometimes you just get hit out of nowhere by just a wave and you just got to ride it out, you know, like, like a surfer, <laughs> you know, you just have to, you just have to hold on and, and just lean into it and experience it. And, um, you know, and so for her, it's, uh, it's a little different, you know, for, with kids. Oh my goodness. I cannot imagine. Yeah. I'm so sorry for your loss. Uh, thank and you. I think that it's beautiful that you are able to be there with your daughter to kind of help her through that. Yeah. Um, with her little, you know, her little body, yeah. her nine-year-old body, and just like having to carry all of that emotion and also confusion and also equally kind of knowing what's happening and trying to like, yeah. you know, navigate through that. I think that that's cool that she has you. Um, and wow. Thank you for sharing that yeah. with me. I, I honestly like, I think it's crazy too, because you said that just having them not be here has expanded your, your sort of curiosity to think, mm. you know, where are they? Are they in this other place where I can still connect? And I think that it's such a important thing that you said there, because there are so many mediums who are created from grief. Mm. 
they're like the best mediums that have become mediums because they've lost someone and they want to connect. And so they learn they're in the spirit circles themselves. Like I want to talk to my husband. I want to talk to my, and like, I have this client, her name is Cabrina. And, um, I connected with her. I did a private session with her. I I don't know any of my clients. I don't know any people. I I don't read for my friends. It's like not allowed because I'm too biased. I don't want to, I don't read for my family anymore. I just can't. My friends know, like, don't even ask me (laughs) because it's not happening. Um, but this girl, you know, booked a private session with me. She was sitting in her car, um, during our session. And I connected her with her husband who had passed away. And then little by little, she started to come to my spirit circles and I became her mentor and she goes to my retreats where it's like a, it's an in-person retreat. Yeah. I had one in August and I had one in October and it's just like a healing mediumship, which is like a fun retreat for learning and growing. And it's for women only just because we do like other, you know, women's yeah. stuff. <laughs> um, but she, she has become an incredible medium just off of the one year of her being so devoted to her connection to her husband that she continues every single day to find ways to put herself in that space where he's at. Mm. Um, And so I just think it's beautiful, but it's also a reminder to people who are grieving that you don't have to move out of your body or, you know, conquer time and space to be able to connect. You know, you don't have to, all you have to do is just like be, be where you're at and spirit will meet you. Even if you're like pissed off and you're just angry that they're gone, that's okay. They will meet you exactly. Yeah. You don't have to do nothing extra. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, my, my brother actually, so, so my dad's very interested in this idea of, um, you know, the, the, uh, spirit of the loved one, um, kind of meeting you through dreams. And so he's been studying that a lot. And my brother, um, you know, we're kind of like, well, take it, take it as you will. My brother said, uh, who's the next oldest, he told me, uh, he had a dream where he was in the dream. He was really, really upset, you know? And, um, and, uh, this, this loved one came to him in the dream and said, Hey, knock it off. I'm okay. You know, just like she would, <laughs> you know, in life, you know, kind of, kind of the hard ass approach, you know, which was true to form. Um, but he was just kind of like, okay. And that, that sort of in a way helped him, um, you know, kind of get through, you know, yeah. the process like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like you know, <laughs> they're okay. That's so beautiful. Yes, they are. And even like people who, you know, I connect in with them and their loved ones have like really traumatic passings that are either self-inflicted mm-hmm. or um, at the hands of somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, even those people are completely okay. I know because I, I have literally done so many readings and I can, I have experience with almost every single way that you could pass. Mm-hmm. Even the most, um, interesting ways like freak accidents or just things that you would be like whoa you could pass from that or like that or it's just interesting um and so all of those people are totally okay yeah that talk about that a little bit um i i would imagine that through your experiences and and over your career um you've you've learned a lot about kind of what happens after we transition over and i think that Yes. Obviously, it's like something that everybody is curious about. I mean, just uh, I think it was last year, there was that um, incredible documentary on Netflix about surviving death or something like that. Yes, I love yeah, it. Yeah, I, um, 
uh, early, I think in season one of this podcast, I, I had the the fortune of talking to, um, one of the women who was featured on there who, um, had a near death experience when she was younger and had this remarkable account and then has gone on to help counsel other people who have had near death experiences who've gotten a, like a little taste, a little glimpse maybe, um, of the afterlife. So, you know, people obviously are are fascinated. We all, I mean, even the most staunch atheist, I think, wants to believe that, like, if it's yeah. possible that we do continue to exist, we we move on to this other realm, um, you know, or whatever you want to call it. So, what what are some of the things that you've learned? What is the afterlife like from what you've gathered? Yeah, and you know what's crazy is that a lot of the spirit people don't talk about the afterlife, like what they actually are doing. Um, I've only had one experience. Well, here, okay, let me try to think because I've done so many readings and I've had, I've actually had two young men who passed away. They were both um, maybe like eight, around the age of 18. Mm. They had both passed away. And those are the only two spirit people that I've ever connected with that have told, they both told me at different, these are different sessions that they were in the stars mm. Um, and every other spirit person just says, I'm in the other, on the other side in the spirit world. They don't really say heaven. They don't call it anything else really in my experience. Even the people that I'm connecting to that are of a Catholic background or like a Christian background, they don't really call it heaven. I think that they have, you know, when we transition, we have a clear awareness of like what actually is especially like being there mm -hmm. and so when they come to communicate i think they want to kind of make that known to us like what it actually is like and so i did a trance do you know what trance mediumship i've is? seen a little bit yeah yeah where you kind of um where you yeah. serve as kind of a um a vessel for communication through like another per that's a terrible way of yeah. describing <laughs> no that's the perfect that's that was the perfect oh, way you. of describing it it really is just a it's a deeper blend and so when i'm doing a mediumship reading like you like you had witnessed on the live um that's called mental mediumship mm -hmm. where i am the spirits person says something i re relay it they do something i relay it and so when you are in a trans mediumship connection typically speaking it's more common to have a spirit communicator or a guide or like a, an angel blend with you and it's so deep that they actually it feels like they are hovering over your body and like you're kind of like inside their energy like cocooned and when they are speaking it comes directly out of your mouth in real time you're not relaying anything you're not interpreting it's like you're speaking through you using your voice box using your vision using your mannerisms and arms and they can move your body in different ways i did a trance uh mediumship connection and the task it was in a class and the task was to bring forward what is like on the other side what do you guys do over there and so that's a perfect question to ask me because i actually have one real incredible experience so i started to the teacher told us get your candle, look at the flame and just stare at it until you get sleepy and then close your eyes. Just like let your eyes kind of just close and then just let the spirit communi communicator come forward. I felt this woman, it was instant. I had never done um, trance mediumship before, although I have sat for trance for many years, for about three years, I've been sitting for trance, kind of just opening my awareness to blend in that way because it does take a deep surrender. 
And so this is actually my first time ever having this connection where I felt this woman. I don't even know how I knew she was a woman and she just felt like a girl. She came very close to me. She put her hands on my shoulder and she said, relax. And I was like, okay, I closed my eyes. I took a nice deep breath. She literally, it felt like she came into my body. And I am not even kidding you. When I tell you my entire body, mind, body, spirit felt like I was hanging upside down. Like I got flipped upside down when she came into my essence. Like I literally felt my conscious awareness of here turn all the way to the roots of the earth. And her spirit consciousness was like up here in my mind where my normal consciousness would have been mine dropped down to like probably the pits of my belly just so so anchored and deep into my own body and I felt like I was upside down and she just started talking through me and I just completely surrendered because I had no energy to fuck up that day (laughs) I just wanted to do it right I was like let me just not care right now let me do it and so the first thing she said was everything oh god I wish I had the only reason why I remember is because I had a partner with me and she told me everything that was, that had come forward. I also have clear, I had my own, like I, she allowed me to sort of see the vision of this whole thing, but typically in trance, you, you have to have someone there to write down or record because it's hard mm-hmm. to remember. Um, Cause it's that deep of a surrender. Anyways, the first thing she said was we move very slow over here. And she says, we feel everything, we can touch everything, we can see every color. And she, the first thing she said was, if you look into the sky, you just go outside and look into the, into the sky and the clouds, every single color that ever existed and that would exist is there. But you can't see it because you don't know how to slow down and be present. Our eyes perceive everything so fast because once we see something, we interpret. The brain is so active and catching information, downloading it, understanding it, analyzing it. We literally have no time to see the beauty just in the air. And so that's the first thing that she said. And she said, we watch you from the clouds. We literally watch you from the clouds and we're in the clouds. We're in the sky. We're flat. We can fly. We can be in the water. When you're taking a shower, we can become the water and cleanse the physical body we can be the breath and go into the lungs and remove ailments in the body. And she was just saying all of these things that they can be and that they do to help us if they if that is their job or their assignment. So even in the spirit world, they have their own duties and responsibilities that are not necessarily, I don't even think that they like to call it duty or responsibility because it's their choice. This is like, this is their, the way that they serve and it, it feels mm. good to them. And so... Um, then she said to me, when you go beyond the clouds, oh, sorry, she's, I feel like the spirit's talking to me now. She's like, oh, wait, I said this. She's like, she told me that everything is fertile. Everything that could ever exist is fertile. And that means that everything can also be healed. Even the the worst of the worst things, either morally or physically or emotionally, spiritually, the worst of the absolute worst can be healed with the link of love and that is that was like a hard thing for me to understand but she to to them to the spirit world it's not a hard concept but to us because we have moral compass because we have societal standards and all of these things that you know you know yeah it's like some some things are just literally not acceptable right and so to them it can be healed everything is fertile. Everything has life. Everything has breath. And then she said, when you go beyond the clouds, 
you have outer space. You have the stars, you have the planets, you have this dark night sky. Well, it's not the sky, it's outer space. Is that the sky? I don't know. More or less, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm it's part of the sky. Now. Yeah. <laughs> she, basically, outer space. And she <laughs> said that we can travel through outer space and in outer space are different dimensions of life, which is not the spirit world, but they are just other life timelines where there are mermaids and the mermaids are actually not in the ocean. They are in outer space and there is ocean in the outer space, just in a different a dimension or timeline so to speak because time and energy or time and time and space sorry does not exist there it's just like endless it's all happening around us this is how they can tell us oh you're gonna have a baby you know or oh there's a baby coming or oh like you're gonna open you're gonna write your own book like that's how we can perceive psychic information because when we're being psychic or mediumistic we move beyond time and space when we can see everything at one time like a book that we can just flip uh, to the yeah. and so future stuff though it, all of these things, our, our own life book is written in real time. And so it can change based on our choices and decisions and our own sense of empowerment. But we can see the end, the last page of the book, because all of the things that have, have, not, have not happened yet are the most possible outcome dependent on the energy right now in this moment. So if I change my energy tomorrow, the book will also mm -hmm. change. So it's, that's the power of free will, but spirit can also help guide us based on our choices because we're also very predictable <laughs> <That's true. laughs> to them. Um, and so they said in outer space, like you have alien life, you have, you have fairies and you have all of these different like beings that are living their own experience. But a lot of our spirit guides from the spirit world, they are from the extraterrestrial plane. And so Remember I told you my spirit guide star, she's not in spirit. She's alive right now. And she is having a life in the, the she's called a light being. She's a star guide. And so her name is actually star. And she's in what we would, she was what we would call an yeah. alien. <laughs> um, so a lot of our spirit guides are not even uh, dead, so to speak. They are living a life and serving other duties and living their own experiences just in a different life form and so then you go beyond outer space and then you go into the spirit world and this is where you are intertwined it's just like light like that's where it's like almost like a new sky like lots of pink and purple clouds and like this bright sky and the sun is also there as well and the sun there is god this is so freaking weird. <laughs> i love it keep going but that, this is where people go <laughs> this is where spirit people when you pass you go through all of these layers you go through our sky then you go through outer space and then you go into the spirit world which is like it's like so bright and there's so much love and all the angels are there and there's there's like spiritual doctors that help you sort of heal and they show you your life review if you have to rest the soul body if there was like a traumatic passing you kind of rest the soul you kind of take time to look through all of the things and it's funny because people think that like oh you're gonna see all the shit that you did bad but really they show you all the shit that you did good <laughs> and they they encourage the soul body to say hey look this is what you did that was so amazing remember that old lady that you gave five dollars to and you you saved that cat from the tree like that one time like they show us all of those things and they help to empower the spirit body to know that we've done good because life is mm -hmm. very hard. And then they show us, and here's what we need to work on. This is what you did. You should not have, you know, 
punched that guy in the face at Walmart or cursed out that lady on the telephone because she got the order wrong. Like those are things that, and there's probably worse things, right. That they show us depending on who you are, but that's how we learn. And then what they have shown me with people who are, I've connected to murderers in my sessions. A lot of people, you know, that are grieving, they're, they're grieving their son because, you know, their son was murdered because he, you know, murdered somebody else first and they retaliated. There's a, so many, I've done so many sessions with like people who are, you know, in life, they mm. were not good people. And um, I have, I have chills. Oh my God. Um, Spirit has showed me when it comes time for their sort of taking accountability for their actions in life, they have to feel, they have to feel it spiritually in the soul, in just like in the awareness of what that the victim their victims had felt over and over and over until they really understand but it's not tor- it's not like a torture like they're not being tortured or beat or like burning in hell or anything like that in the spirit world it's, it's all with love and grace because that is actually how we heal and that's what we've gotten wrong here and actually that's why we exist because we're meant to as a humanity come to the understanding that love can heal and that it's not all about punishment. It's not all about, um, you know, beating people and stoning them to death because they have done something against our moral compass or what have you. It's, it's again, that everything is fertile. And if somebody has the breath of life, they also have the potential to heal. And we with the breath of life have the potential to project that love onto them. Um, Some people genuinely have mental illness and, and other things that are, that are beyond what love can come in and do. But I think that even still just having compassion, maybe it doesn't change the person, but it changes you. And that's the fucking point is that we cannot control other people, but we control our own experiences and our own way that we receive information spiritually because everything is spiritual. Everything, literally everything that we do is spiritual because we are a spirit doing it. (laughs) (laughs) and so then you go beyond the spirit world and it looks like outer space again but it's not black it's more like a really 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 dark brown and it's it vibrates you can actually it vibrates it vibrates so uh densely um but it's not scary but you can hear it It kind of sounds like a like a deep whale call or it's like you can hear the vibrating and it's like euphoric in that sense but it's very warm and there are it looks like puddles there it's just that's god that beyond the spirit world that is god that dark brown like soil and the earth hovering holding producing uh experiencing the fertileness of all Mm. that exists that is god it's just it's consciousness of everybody of everything and it vibrates very deeply and and, in a way that it feels like it's giving you a hug it's holding you it's hosting you it's like it's like a baby in the womb is what god or the great spirit is the Mm. the source right the source of all creation and then you go there and there are these puddles of water they look like little jacuzzis (laughs) like in this god area we'll call it like source because that sounds better to me like just imagine source being like fertile soil and you have these little pockets of water and each of those pockets is an emotion love kindness jealousy rejection hatred um resentment 
holiness, sacredness, joy, grief. And in the source, we sit in each of those pockets of water to help us understand what those teachers of emotion have to to teach us. There's a wisdom in each Mm. of those emotions. And it helps us to shift the narrative of our relationship around those emotions as a soul body. And it helps to kind of prepare us to when we come earthside, if we choose to. So you can look at the whole existence. And this is my experience. I literally have chills and I'm so dizzy when I'm talking about it because I feel like spirit is like telling me like for my experience, like, yes, this is what they want me to share. It's like, if you look at a flower, a rose, the soil is God. The roots are like the angels, the stems, the spirit team, spirit guides, and all the other beings that exist. And the flower is us, the blooming blossom, most tangible part, the most acknowledged part of the flower, because we do all like, it's like the fruition of all the hard work. Right. And so that's like the life. It's crazy. I don't know. Yeah. I think that made sense. That's my experience. I'm sure everyone has a different experience, but that's what yeah, I that's seen. fascinating. And it's it's interesting, too, because a lot of what you said really connects with um, things that I've heard from, like, for example, years ago, I, I got um, had the pleasure of interviewing this guy who was a uh, Harvard-trained neuroscientist who had a near-death experience. And he was a complete, complete atheist wow. before this happened. And he had this really rare form of bacterial meningitis, and he went into a coma. And, um, and of course, he's coming at, he's recounting this <clears throat> from a very scientific perspective, where he's, he's kind of saying, look, look, like I thought that anybody who recounted these types of stories to me before were just, you know, the body was dying, it's releasing chemicals, they're having a hallucination, all this stuff, you know, he goes, I was convinced of this. He said, the problem with my experience though, he said, is in order for you to have a um, hallucination based on chemicals in the body, you have to have a fully functioning uh, neocortex. He's like, I've got documented evidence that says mine was completely shut down when I had this experience. Yeah. Oh my God. And so then he goes on to describe much of what you just said in terms of his experience of uh, kind of ascending through the realms and um, in, in kind of the way that he is trying to put to words that, as best he can, this experience that is nearly indescribable. And, and he said the same thing about the colors, just yeah. every blue was bluer than the bluest blue you've ever seen. And Oh my God. Yeah. And wow. he talks a lot about, which is interesting. He is convinced. Um, in fact, his, his first book came out, it was just about his experience. The second book came out, um, cause he, his son and in his infinite wisdom has said, look, like uh, everything you're saying is fascinating, but I, I know your instinct is to go out and research this to see what other people have experienced too, but I don't want you to, to muddy the waters yet. I want you to write down everything you experienced before you go and learn about these other experiences. So that way your memories aren't clouded or fuzzy, you know? And so he did. So the first book's about him. Second book is about all these other people that he researched and met and and talked to their experience. Third book is about how he is absolutely convinced that you can sort of reach these same realms through a series of like deep, deep meditations and, and now teaches yes. and devotes his life to that. Yeah, it's oh incredible. Gosh. That's yeah. amazing. I love stories like that with like people who are just mm-hmm. really skeptical, just kind of like, no, it's not real. 
And I, yeah. I, I love that. That is so neat that he had that experience. I hope he's okay. Yeah, he's though. fine. Like, he's fine. Right. <laughs> What's crazy is they say that uh, he's like, look, he goes, when you go into a coma, uh, if you remain in the coma longer than I think it was like three days, if you survive and come out of it, you typically survive, but you're a vegetable the rest of your life. Essentially, you're in a vegetative state. I, he I went for seven so days, came out of it, made a full recovery. <clears throat> and uh, obviously, because he, he, you know, he's here to tell his story now, but he now his entire life is dedicated to kind of conveying this message that look like there is an afterlife after this. We, we can get glimpses of it in the here and now. And when we do cross over, like you're going to be inundated with love and healing and all this stuff. And he talks about the fact that he felt like he was in the presence of the divine or some creative unifying force, the ground of all being, whatever you want to call it. And he said, it felt like he was just getting hit with just mega waves of just pure love. And he said that if he had been in his human form, it would have been almost like so much that it was overwhelming. And I'm like, that's, beautiful like i i i'm i'm on board with this <laughs> you know yeah yeah that was so yeah amazing. yeah and so yeah it it connects with a lot of what you're saying and and even a lot of um kind of eastern and western philosophies as well um you know there's a um a great christian uh philosopher named paul tillich who talks about god as the ground of all being which kind of aligns a little bit with hinduism as well like we're all souls and we're all yeah. part of the whole, you know, and we go back to the source and the, you know, yeah. when we, when we die. So I, I think that's all very, you know, I'm fascinated by all of it. So. <laughs> Me too. And I love how like every, like, if you look at all the different religions and all the different backgrounds of, of God and, and whatever, you know, different people call source in some way, it all kind of matches up. There's similarity with all of it. And it's because all of us are connecting to the same source. We're just different channels with different life experiences, different upbringing, different culture, different region of you know the world that we live in and different circumstances that will also mm-hmm. sort of filter into the channeled messages that come forward. Yeah. And that's okay. I think God wants us to experience us mm-hmm. through our own lens. And that's why everybody has a different view. Every religion has a different view. And I think that's that's how it's supposed to be. We don't all have to like have the same experience because if we did, then why are we all here? We're right. all here to have the same experience. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> but there's something beautiful too, I think, about um, listening to someone who who does have a different experience and a different tradition and there's Mm -hmm. beauty to be found in those other you know through those other lenses as well you know i i think of it as like you know like those patchwork quilts you know where like everybody brings a square you know and they sew the whole thing together like the more i've like in my life studied um like world religions and stuff like that the more i look at it as kind of this patchwork quilt where everybody gets a piece of it uh, almost uh, sort of in a way like a puzzle you know everybody's got a little piece of the bigger mm-hmm. picture and uh you know if we all just could like stop with the that. crap and the details and you know the the um minutiae you know yes. like and see that we're all like <laughs> yes. we're all striving for the same kind of end goal like you know we just need to knock mm-hmm. it off <laughs> i love that i love i love that you said like we all have a piece yeah. to the bigger picture 
because it's that is just another way of like saying that we're all mm. source embodied. And so we are literally all a little yes. piece of the bigger. I source. honestly <laughs> believe that. I I talk it I come from the um, so cool. uh, Christian tradition, um, although I, I would consider myself uh, mm-hmm. more broad, broadly like spiritual now. Um, it, but mm-hmm. um, I've always been convinced that, you know, within the Christian tradition where it talks about we're all made in God's image, I've always felt I, I've always mm-hmm. been convinced, deeply convinced that what that really means is that we all have just that love spark, a piece of the greater whole that we carry inside uh-huh. of us. And like oh when gosh, we want yes. to see the a, a, a glimpse, just a, a, a notion or um, just a piece of get a, get a sense for, for God, um, it, it's when we selflessly share that love with another human being. Like where there's no motivation behind Absolutely. it other than just to love that other person. And in that moment, I think that's where we see the face of God. Yes, I love that. Yeah. That is so true. So, so well, thank true. you. I appreciate that. <laughs> amazing. Well, I yeah, know we've run over course. time here, but uh, I, I appreciate it. this is fascinating. Um, <laughs> I, I definitely want to uh, promote your your channel and your work. Uh, so where can people go to find, um, you know, uh, the latest on you and where can they go to book a session and all that good stuff? Yeah, well, thank you so much. Um, so I, you can find it's um alexandria underscore chavez actually okay it's alexandria with two a's at the end so i'll just spell it a-l-e-x-a-n-d-r-i-a-a underscore chavez which is c-h-a-v-e-z um there are like a billion fake accounts of me on instagram and on tiktok so just be very careful of following um just be careful who you're following i do go live though like sundays through wednesdays so you'll know that it's me because I'll be probably be live most of the time anyways. Um, and then you can book a session with me through my website, which is linked in all of my bios on, on TikTok and on Instagram. Um, I never message people for readings. So if you get a message from me, it's not me. <laughs> be careful and don't get It's down. funny. As soon as you said that, uh, the first time I was on your channel, um, literally within a day or two, I got like a request from allegedly from you. And I was like, and you could tell immediately, like the person had like 23 followers. I go, that's, that's not her. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, my gosh. Isn't that crazy? They, they mm-hmm. literally will watch my lives and look at all the people who have commented something or shown interest in my work. They will go to their page and a friend request them and say, Oh, like, especially if somebody comments, like, can you please connect me to my mom? Today's her birthday. She passed of cancer. That's why don't comment anything about your loved ones because those scammers will see that click on your picture and pretend to be me and say, Hey, I, I feel your mom here. Like, and so it's, it's horrible, but they really do do that. So it's, I think that this lesson for the collective, for all of us in discernment and trusting our intuition and our gut, because it's actually insane how much, how many people get like scammed. When it's so like very bad. obvious. Yeah, I'm like, I think she has more than 23 followers. I'm pretty, pretty confident in that. Right. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, people, go check her out. She's awesome. And uh, all the links will be in the show notes. Go check her out and uh, book a session. And um, again, thank you for coming on. This is fascinating.
Thanks for listening to part two of my interview with psychic medium Alex Chavez. And thank you so much for listening to season three. This is our last episode until next season. Uh, and so as always, if you've enjoyed this episode or any of the other guests or topics that we have covered over this and the prior two seasons, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And of course, sharing with a friend as an independent podcast, that is the easiest way for us to reach new guests is by word of mouth. So thank you for all the support. And uh, until next season, thank you so much for listening. I've been your host, John Williamson, and you've been listening to From the Void.